Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 256 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on, on this episode. We're going to be talking about, in my experience, one of the biggest tennis self-deceptions by tennis players. This is a poor attitude, something that's disrespectful, something that holds players back from improvement because it gives them excuses to make. This is one of my pet peeve things, kind of patterns of uh, comment that I've seen seen from players over the years. And I've, I've brought this up in many different pieces of content, podcast-wise, uh, video-wise, over the years. But I don't believe I've ever dedicated an entire piece of content to this topic on its own before. So this is kind of a little bit of a, a rant for me, kind of a, a personal uh, pet peeve that I just want to get out there. And I know it's going to be helpful to many of you listening. Before I get into today's topic, I want to dedicate this episode to three different people that have recently left reviews of the podcast on the iTunes music store. And those people are NSE Teacher, J-R-N-M-D, and Wisconsin High Schooler. Uh, All three of those users on iTunes recently have left a review of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Thank you all so much. Really appreciate your kind words and your support by not only downloading the show and listening to it, but coming back to iTunes and leaving your review. I appreciate that very, very much. So, this this episode was really spurred on by a question that somebody submitted for us to answer and i believe this was submitted on youtube so it was just a, it was just a general question of essential tennis in general uh but i saw it and i knew that it was the perfect opportunity to address this pet peeve of mine and Here's, I'm just going to go ahead and read the, the question to you. This is what the, uh, the viewer submitted to us. He wrote and said, and this is, by the way, coming from Savage, I, be- I believe on YouTube. This player wrote and said, I need advice on how to beat an aggressive pusher. This isn't a joke. An opponent of mine keeps beating me, and he's not a better player in the least. He just drops shots and lobs. Now, that wouldn't be too hard to counter if his lobs weren't so deep and his drop shots weren't so short. I'm not trying to sound conceited, but I can get almost any, I can get almost anything, but I start to break down after a set of this repeatedly. And as I'm sorry, and he has a decent enough shot that I can't really move him like I would like. Any help at all would be greatly appreciated. Just don't know how to deal with it. So this, this sentence in particular, I, I've tried to recreate this sentence and content kind of uh, off the cuff all the time, and I'm never quite sure how to phrase it. This person who submitted this question phrased it perfectly. An opponent of mine keeps beating me, and he's not a better player in the least. I just cannot stand this attitude. And this is a huge, huge, this player is lying to him or herself. This is tennis self-deception at its best. Here's the bottom line for this player. If you happen to be listening, I'm not sure if this person listens to the podcast or not, 
There's only one way to win a tennis point. Only one way. Hit the ball and play one more time than your opponent. That's how you win a tennis point. Now, there's a, a lot of different ways in which you can do that. You can hit a winner. You can knock them off balance and cause them to make a mistake. Uh, you can just hit easy shots to the middle of the court and wait for them to mess up. And if they mess up first, then, then you win the point. There are no bonus points for how you win the point. All you need to do is hit the ball and play one more time than your, than your opponent. And that is the only way to win a tennis point. It's the, the only objective measure of who won and who lost. Now, there are virtually limitless other irrelevant factors that tennis players love to fixate on. I'm gonna, I've made a, a quick list off the top of my head. I think I've got about 10 of them here. Please listen carefully because it's very possible that you'll hear yourself in this list. And these, these are all different ways that tennis players fool themselves into making themselves feel like they're better than they actually are. So here, here's a list of irrelevant factors tennis players love to fixate on. Who hits harder? Oh, I hit, I hit way harder than, than this guy or this girl, so I must be the better player. Whose racket is newer? <laughs> oh, man, that, Sally over there plays with a 20-year-old racket. There's no way that she's, she's any good as a player. Whose racket is used by X-Pro? Uh, X meaning, you know, fill in the blank here. Oh, using Federer's racket, so he must be an amazing player. Uh, age, and this could be an old thing or a young thing. I've heard both all the time. Uh, just in passing by players talking about their opponents. Oh man, she was, she was so much older than me. I, I knew that I must, I, this had to have been an easy match or she was so much younger than me. I thought for sure this was, you know, she was going to blow me out of the water. So age, totally irrelevant. Who hits with more spin or what kind of spin? He or she hits every, is a hacker, hits everything with slice or he or she hits everything with heavy top spin or he or she hits no spin. He or she hits everything flat. How about who hits with, uh, oh, I already talked about spin. How about whose, rater, whose rating is higher? Yes, believe it or not, rating is not always an indication of who is better and who is worse. When you go to different regions, even just within the same country here in the United States, they're relative measures of skill. There's nothing magical about 3-5 or 4-0. When you go to different parts of the country, those relative measurements are totally, totally different. How about whose outfit is cuter? Guys? No, just kidding. Um, well, maybe sometimes guys uh, can fixate on, on outfits. If somebody's you know, wearing uh, crappy old gym shorts with, with no pockets or whatever, it can be easy to judge somebody based on, on their appearance, what they're wearing. But ladies, obviously, uh, tend to fix on that, fixate on that a little bit more. Who takes lessons from the popular pro at the club? Uh, who's kind of the pets, you know, students of whoever the, the big name, you know, hotshot ex-tour pro uh, teacher is at, at that club or that facility. How about whose technique looks prettier and cleaner and more comp competent? There's no points for that. How about which tactics the player uses? That's what this person just talked about, drop shot lob player. 
These are all irrelevant factors when it comes to who actually wins points. Now, of course, if you if uh, your opponent hits really hard and you have a hard time handling that, then that could lead to you missing. But how hard they hit in and of the in and of itself does not earn them points. There are no bonus points for hitting the ball harder. There are no bonus points for who has the better racket or who's older or who's younger, who hits with more spin or rating or outfit or where we take lessons or even tactics. You don't get asterisks or bonus points for any of those things. All that matters is who can hit the ball in play one more time. That's how you win a point in tennis and a game is made up of who can win four points and a set is made up of who can win six games. And that's it. Who can string together the most successful sequences of shots so that they end up winning the most important points to string together the games and the sets that they need to win the match. It doesn't matter how it's done, what it looks like, or what tactic is used. Those things are irrelevant. There's only one objective way to decide who is better, and that is the score. (laughs) So Savage, if you're listening, your statement, an opponent of mine keeps beating me, and he's not a better player in the least bit, is his quote. You're wrong. (laughs) If he beats you over and over again, he is objectively a better player than you. That is the only way to decide who is better. It doesn't matter his tactics or his outfit or his racket or his power or his spin or his rating or any of that. If he beats you, then he is a better player. That is the only objective way to measure it. So if on uh, X day, player A beats player B, I don't care who player A or player B is, then on that day, player A was the better player. There are no asterisks at all for all of those other categories. Now, this is why we really respect those classy athletes who don't talk about injuries after a loss. Frequently, you'll see whoever, Serena or you know Djokovic, they'll, they'll get beat maybe a little earlier in the tournament than they were supposed to. I guess anytime they get beat, it's earlier. It's uh, a time in the tournament that they weren't supposed to lose. And uh, they'll come off and just say, oh man, you know, give my opponent a lot of credit. He or she you know, played great today. They did what it took to win. And then a day or two later, you, you hear that they actually had some kind of injury uh, problem, you know, whatever. Their shoulder was bothering them or their ankle was bothering them or whatever. And this happens in other sports as well. Classy athletes understand that even something like injury is part of the game. We're playing an athletic sport here, an athletic event, and injury is part of it. Both sides of the net have to deal with staying healthy, and sometimes it's just bad luck, and that's just part of it. You can't blame that, just like you can't blame their racket or their rating or how much power, how much spin they hit. Those are all factors that can absolutely sway the outcome one way or the other, but understand that both players have to deal with those same elements. It's not unique to you that your opponent has the choice to drop shot and then lob. Anybody can develop that tactic, including you, Savage, if you wanted to. So it's important to understand that it's disrespectful 
to minimize your opponent's win when the score is all that matters. Again, for Savage, it's disrespectful to minimize your opponent's win when the score is all that matters. When you, when you say outright that even though you've lost over and over to this player, that they're clearly not as good as you, that's disrespectful and just plain false. So on those days, you were absolutely not the better player. It doesn't matter whose technique looks better, whose racket is newer, whose clothes are, are nicer, or whatever. If it bothers you that you lost, even though maybe multiple things weren't what you think they should be by your opponents, then what you need to do is use that as motivation to go to the practice court and develop the tools you need to defeat this opponent. And I understand that's, that's what you were asking for in the first place, but you did so in a very, very disrespectful and minimizing way to your opponents. And this just felt like the right time for me to get this off my chest, kind of do a little bit of a, a rant on it. Again, just kind of a personal pet peeve of mine. I hear this all the time, but usually not in such a direct way. And Savage just, just totally laid it out there. Uh, just didn't beat around the bush at all. Told me exactly what he or she thought about himself or herself and, and their opponents. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to share my thoughts and... Uh, these truths about tennis with all the rest of you listening. A, so that you can avoid this attitude yourself, and B, so that hopefully you can use this perspective to avoid uh, the pitfall of what, what Savage is, is basically doing. This is a, um, a, a coping mechanism for Savage. There's dissonance going on in the head of this player who's seen something that just doesn't add up. You know, how can the scoreboard possibly be a loss for me when X, Y, or Z, whether it's the tactics or something else that he or she has seen? I want all of you listening to avoid that. Respect whatever it is, however it is that your opponent beats you, respect that and realize that now the ball is in your courts. proverbially and and literally. Now you have the opportunity. You can use that frustration to fuel your practice sessions and and develop the tools needed to go out and and actually be a better player than that person. Or you can make excuses and kind of whine and complain about it. And that will keep you stuck at your current level for much longer than you should be. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.